Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'll be speaking with Gypsy Wanda who is a mother of one who will be sharing her inspiring story to recovery from addiction to a strong independent mother. Gypsy, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Hi, uh, my name is Gypsy. I'm 32 years old. I live in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm a single mom. I love yoga. I'm a recovering addict and I just love spreading positivity and inspiring others all over and sharing God's love and just letting people know that your life can be so much better than where it is currently. No matter how deep you feel in depression or sadness or regret, you can get better from there. And I'm a living testament to that. So I just like spreading that around. Great. So I want to go right into it. Um, Explain to our listeners like your recovery process and how you got to the point to be in a recovering addict. I, when I was about 26 years old, I started dating a man that was abusive and he was an alcoholic. And the thing about it is I'm not, I'm not blaming him because we all make our own choices, but I'm very susceptible to my surroundings. And from being around the abusive, I started becoming an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and it would get where I was drunk every day. I remember, you know, telling my therapist, my therapist saying, well, every single day you drink, you have a problem. Be like, I don't have a problem, you know? And then it getting where I'm drinking at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm blacking out at 4 PM. And then to the point, my mom's like, you know what, you need to figure yourself out. We're going to take Canaan. Like nothing ever went through the legal system or anything. But my mom was like, you know, we're just going to have him for a while. You need to figure yourself out. And it got so bad. I started hanging out with this sugar daddy guy. We never did anything like that, but I was found passed out drunk at 1 p.m. in the afternoon in a Macy's bathroom. And I had to be like lifted by security. Like it was that bad. My doctors told me that um, I'm a type one diabetic as well. And doctors told me that I was gonna die because of the effect on my kidneys and nothing worked. And then I met a man who I fell in love with, who loved me at my worst. He, even though I was an alcoholic at the time, he's like, I see something in you. And you're better than this. This isn't who you are. But I was like, well, I don't care. I'm just, I'm going to drink anyways and get drunk. I don't care what you say, but he ended up when we were together for a month and it was, he just like, he, I, I was at the lowest point of my life. I didn't have a car. I, I was at this point, I'm 29 years old. Okay. So it's been gone in for a few years. I got a DWI when I was like 27, lost my car, lost my license, mm-hmm. didn't have a job, but like, not like I had nothing. And my mom and my son, And he loved me and I made a mistake when I was drunk and when he was away and he came back and he ended up talking to me about it and asking me and I admitted it and he cut things off with me. And I said, if I quit drinking, will you give me another chance? And he said, yes. And it was crazy. I didn't have to go to a 12 step program. That's what's weird about me in particular with certain things is if I do something, I do it and I never look back. It's not this yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, where there's things that you try this and that, but like, once you make up your mind about something and you really do, like, there's no going back. And I made up my mind and I quit. And 
in the beginning, it was for him because I was so addicted to this. Then I was addicted to him. Like this idea of this man that loved me unconditionally, which we're not together. And you know, that story doesn't end good, but (laughs) at least I'm sober. First, it started with not drinking. Then I started bartending, which, which is ironic. Like I'm a bartender, but I'm a recovering alcoholic, but I I liked bartending in the aspect of I'm a very social friendly person. And so it's not sitting at a desk. It's like being social with people. And so like that environment. So, and I would take a lift there and lift back. And the guy at the time would take all my tip money and save it for me. And then I ended up and I didn't spend any of it. And I just, all I did was work, cover all the shifts I could. I saved up, I got a car and, um, yeah. And I started building and then I started becoming doing yoga, became addicted to yoga. So that that's kind of how things, you know, transpired from my addiction. And I really started reading a bunch of like self-help books and became like a human guinea pig, right. To all these concepts I'm learning from self-help books. Was it one of the hardest things to say, like, I actually have like an, a problem, like admitting that you actually had an addiction. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I'm, let me just tell you a, a, another story about admitting things. There was a time, this was a few years ago. <laughs> this is funny, actually, that I was like, man, my pants don't fit me anymore. My, my dryer must be shrinking stuff. And then my scale said I was 10 pounds more. And I'm like, man, my scale says I'm, t- I've, I've gained 10 pounds. What's up. And then I'm like, like a few days later, I'm like, Angie, listen, it's not the scale in the dryer. You gained weight. But like, I was in such denial <laughs> that I thought my scale was broken and the dryer was shrinking my clothes. And I, yeah, my therapist tried. And the thing too, is it enraged anger in me when anyone tried to tell me I had a problem. It was like, F you. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. It made me well. And that's the thing. Like I became an alcoholic at one of the worst times because whole food inside the movie theater, I'd get drunk at the movie theater. There's a bar inside the mall. I get drunk at the mall, like, like so many target. Now is a liquor store inside of it. Like, like alcohol became so much more available. So it's like, I just got drunk everywhere. Right. Right. It made it it that much harder, but yeah, I really, even when I was in my worst of it, I mean, like, think about it. I'm walking up at nine in the morning at the liquor store and I don't have a car because I'm a DWI waiting in line with a bunch of the, you know, other alcoholic people for the doors to open to buy a 40 or to buy a hard mics or to buy a bottle so I can function in the day because if I don't, if I'm not drunk, I can't function. I mean, I can completely relate to like having like an addictive personality. Like I get addicted to relationships, even like really, really toxic ones. And it takes me a long while to like even admit like this is actually bad for you you need to leave the situation so I almost in my head have to go for like a 12-step program of like weaning myself out of this relationship what would you while you were going through is what would did it feel like your mum guilt explain how that sort of affected you it is well let let me just touch on one thing first before I say that even though I was an alcoholic, there's nothing I've been more addicted to in my, and I've tried every drug out there in my entire life than toxic guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that that's even worse because the guy that saved me ended up being toxic. And even though I kicked my alcohol addiction, I couldn't kick that. Like there's nothing that's been more addictive than toxic guys. And as a mom, that's really bad that it, that's like, like it, like I even looking at myself in the mirror, I hated myself, but you can't, I saw this, uh, meme that said, don't judge yourself or you can't judge yourself 
for the person that, that didn't know the things that you know now or something. Right. That I yeah. Where I didn't know, like, and that's the thing too, about a lot of addicts is the reason we're addicts is because we're hurting so much inside. It's not because we're bad people. Mm-hmm. It's because we have so much shame and guilt that we're trying to mask our pain. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I telling someone you're this and you're that you don't need to do that. They already know that anyone yeah. that told me I was a bad mom, anyone that told me I was a disappointment, anyone that told me that they're embarrassed of me, you don't have to tell me that because I know that already. And it makes me want to drink even more. Yeah, it doesn't actually help the situation. It's not helpful. I want to start a movement. Hashtag not helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag not helpful. But then but then I started thinking like, like I I just should let it go. Like I I wasn't there for my son and when he needed me, and I just let it go. But at the same time, what's the alternative? I sit and live in pain the rest of my life and not be there. Uh, let me tell you a, a story. Bartending, I, I love reaching out to people. And I don't know, I just have a, I, people can be open with me. And I really, I have a soft spot for people that have a lot of pain in their life. And um, this guy I was talking to uh, at the bar, we were talking about stuff and he started crying his eyes out. And he told me that when he was, or his son was like one or two years old, he was mowing the lawn and accidentally killed him. He didn't know he was in there. And his whole life has been in pain and miserable and he's an alcoholic. And you aren't doing any justice by by hating yourself every day because you have four other kids that don't have a parent now. Mm-hmm. Like he, to this day, and I guess it happened like 15 years ago, he hasn't been able to function because he felt, and obviously you, you feel horrible. He didn't do it on purpose, no. but, but he has four other kids that aren't having a parent because of his mistake. And I told him, you have to let that go because your yeah. other kids aren't going to, aren't going to be able to be there. I remember one thing my friend told me that changed my life. And, uh, it was just shout out to Sydney. Everything can be changed that. Cause like, I was like, I don't have a car. I don't have a job. I don't have my license. I hate my hair. And she's like, everything you're complaining about right now can be changed. You can get a job. You can eventually get a car. You can eventually get your license. You can. So there isn't like, like if I lose a toe, there's probably not, I'm probably not going to get a toe back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, like, it's probably not going to happen. But most of our circumstances in our life, even though it seems impossible, it can change. It really can. Right. And I'm learning, you're a spiritual person too. I'm learning about the power of words. I say every day, my life is rigged in my favor. If you are having money problems, start, and I'm not even joking you start saying I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. I've, I, I have money. I'm successful. I'm successful. Whatever it is, start declaring change your narrative. Okay. And, and it will start happening. I swear this stuff is crazy how that happens, but you have to, your words are so powerful. You have to declare what you want and mm-hmm. not say, don't say, Oh, this, Oh, that no declare declare it and set your mind up, set your mind and set your mind for growth. Uh, One of the big things too, is the growth mindset where you enjoy a challenge. So if you do something, it doesn't work. Like for instance, say you take a test in school and you fail, right? Instead of being like, Oh, I'm stupid or I'm dumb. Say, you know what? I have a growth mindset. I'm going to study harder next time Mm -hmm. when you fail or don't do something that you want or make a mistake grow from it, grow from it. You know what? Next time I'm going to do better. Don't put your, us women, man, we put ourselves down so much and we go through so much trying to become, make something of ourselves and 
and be likable and be pretty and raise a child. And, you know, we go through so much and we're so hard on ourselves. We're so Mm -hmm. hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a break. It's so true. Give ourselves a break. Declare what we want. I got this. And don't be so hard on ourselves and be pot and choose positive. And one of the, one of the takeaways I want to give you that is life-changing as well is this, the day you plant the seed is not the same day you eat the fruit. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the day you plant the seed is not the day, same day you eat the fruit. Every, every time you do something like say you want to clean your house every day, you just pick up a little bit. Yeah. That is it's planning to grow, to be a clean person. Every time you get frustrated with your child, but you say, you know what, I'm going to be calm, whatever that those are, it's growing for you to become, it doesn't happen overnight, but it takes yeah. time to grow. Every time you make that choice, every choice we make is a check towards that person, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight, but like this book, Atomic Habits, that was really good. It talks about that every time. So every time I choose to eat something healthy over something that's bad for me, I'm becoming more of a healthy person because the, the checks build up. It's like putting, or it's like putting a vote in a box of becoming that person. Right. That Very, completely it, makes sense. Really well, makes sense. Exactly. And another, another gem that I learned also is, um, if you want to have something you never had, you got to do something, things you never done. If I want to be really good at communication, I need to sit and really focus and focus mindfully when I communicate with people and read about it and listen to podcasts about it and, you know, listen to audible books about it and really learn and study that. If I, here's an example before our, the, um, this is a few years ago when I didn't have the body that I wanted, I was sitting at 7am scrolling through Instagram, looking at all these girls in shape. And I was like, Oh, I want to look like that. And then there was a class in gym. I'm like, I'm not waking up and going this early to the gym. I'm going to sleep in. And then I, I was like, wait, I normally would worse to sleep in, but guess what? I don't have the body I want. I'm going to do something I haven't done before. Start waking up and going to the gym. And then guess what happened? I started getting the body that I want because I'm right. doing what I haven't done. So whether it's communicating with your child or getting a body you want or, or building habits that you want, you have to do things that you aren't doing to get the goals that you haven't set that you haven't met yet. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And that saying is amazing as well, especially if when that negative noise is around from people or yourself, that things always take time to grow and change. And even with being a mom, like another question I had is like, do you ever look back where you are today and look back and be like, oh my God, like I've come from so far. I'm so proud of myself from how far I've come. Yeah, that's going to make me emotional right now. Like when I think of how I used to like look in the mirror all the time and and just feel so fucking ugly and hate myself. And like, I wouldn't even like there's days crazy because if you look at my Instagram, I like have my nail and my hair and Mm -hmm. I'm going places and I have like my fake boobs and I'm having fun. But like I would literally spend days and days in bed without moving because I'm so depressed I would look in the mirror and cry because I felt so ugly and I hated myself on the outside and the inside and it's like now and I just felt like my soul was dying and now that I can like I live life and I wake up and I'm excited about life every day that's why it's like I really want 
to share this with people because you don't have to be in that space. You don't have to. Like you're, you become a prisoner in your mind and you hate everything and you're so lost. But like, you don't have to be there. You don't. And that's why I'm like, I'm a living testament. I'm sorry to get emotional. It's but fine. Like, when I really think back on that, like you don't have to live in that space. You don't. You don't, no matter what you've done, you don't have to, you can love your life and you, and too, even with your child, you can have an amazing relationship. Even if you weren't there, even if you weren't there for 15 years, you know, my son is so happy that we have a relationship now. He doesn't bring it up. I don't even think he thinks about it. He's just so happy. Yeah. He has his mom that loves him. Child, children are so resilient. They are. They really I, are. I feel they like really there's a lot of moms out there that feel that too, where then they just feel this so much guilt that they they try to like run and hide, and you have to just break through it. I you think. Do. Yeah, I think d- the difference as well with you from what I've heard, right? The short time we've spoken, but like I know it's like as soon as we spoke, you take accountability. So. You don't try and sugarcoat or pretend like you say it has how it is. And that's probably why your son doesn't need to bring up anything because he knows that like, you've held your hands up, you've taken accountability. So I think, I hope that some women who listen to this podcast can inspire to take accountability for any mistakes as well and not beat themselves up about it, you know? You can't. Well, and here's the thing too. You can't grow as much as I've did without accountability. If you blame everything on everybody else, you're never going to grow. You're never going to grow for one. Mm -hmm. And for two, people are way more apt to forgive you when you say, you know what? I wasn't there for you. I wasn't a good friend and I'm sorry. Then, well, it wasn't my fault because blah, 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 blah. No, if you really want to be raw and real and really build relationships back and really build a relationship with yourself, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be accountable. That is the number one rule and vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable and accountable. And they're very scary. Being accountable is very scary saying I'm wrong and I did this and that was not okay. Because it's so much easier to blame thing, but you will never grow and you will never get to where I am now and never get that. If you, if you can't say I was wrong, you know, just, just like the guy that, you know, that I was the abusive guy that was an alcoholic. I admit it was, even though he was an alcoholic, it was my choice. He didn't have a gun to my head and tell me to to start drinking. It was my choice. And I had, I had to admit that freedom and accountability. There's so much. There is. And it's scary, but it starts and people, people gain respect for you. Well, for me personally, if people around, when people around me are accountable and own up to their actions, I can't really be mad at them for it. It's the people that try to blame it on everybody else that it's like, that it's like, get away. Just bye. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, the only thing that I think obviously is very true when you said like being accountable and vulnerable, I personally find it so hard to be really, really vulnerable so like even when I really really want to I don't know I was saying and to someone else I think it's like partly culture because obviously in the British culture like you don't show your emotion it's just something that you just don't do and if you're going to do it do it in private and yeah. um, my defense mechanism is like to laugh everything off well to be honest with you though the fact that you do this podcast and it's Ron real there is vulnerability in that yeah but if you weren't vulnerable at all you wouldn't be able to do a podcast where you're opening up like this 
That's true. Yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's true. Cause I do share like parts of my story too. Like anything I can relate to, um, straight away, like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. As I said, like I haven't, though obviously me and you have probably grown up in like two different lives. There's a lot of similarities as well. And a lot of things that you say that resonate with me too. What is your life like now? What would you explain your life like now? With My life right now, I love it so much. So during co- before COVID, I bartended, but I always knew I wanted something more. And then I started doing trading, day trading in the stock market. And then I turned to Forex and I love it because from my phone, I can make, like, I wake up sometimes and make a thousand, two thousand $2,000 from literally like pressing buttons in my phone from doing Forex Uh trading. It's amazing. And I also teach other people how to do that and get financial freedom. And I also go and do podcasts. And uh, my goal is to be um, a motivational speaker, right? Go and just, I just love everywhere I go. I just meet people and spread love and positivity. And I just love it. But like before, if I was drunk all the time, I, I couldn't have pressed buttons on my phone where I'm dealing with thousands of dollars. Like, like I I would lose all my money. And that's, what's crazy is it didn't even take me a lot to start, but it's just, it takes discipline to to watch videos and learn, learn how to trade. But it's, it's, um, and it's amazing thing because now I have my freedom where I can spend time with my son. I do yoga. I work out. I spend time with friends. I like salsa dancing and I love traveling and meeting new people. And I just, right now is a life that's just amazing. I'm really, and, and I just love personal growth and development. I just, I try to become better every day and I enjoy a challenge. I love feedback. I love learning and growing and getting to, and holding myself accountable. And so my life is just, is, is good now. I'm so happy. And it took, it was so hard to get here and it was painful. And with my son, I enjoy him so much. He's so precious, you know, before a lot of times when I'm drinking, I thought of him as, um, another responsibility and not, not a human being that I love so much. And now we've just really gotten so close and I love his personality. We have like inside jokes and he's eight. Like you were speaking about the FX industry or FX trading. Sorry. Um, so basically I believe you said as well is something that, um, our listeners could speak to you about if it was something they wanted to do yeah for sure you know it's something that you can jump in full-time to do if you want or if you want to just spend like an hour or two hours a day learning it and until you build up and just start trading with you know 50 100 and and learn from there it's all up to you and how much time you want to put into it but for me any ways to make extra income i think is amazing especially if you can do it from your phone yeah especially if you want to learn about it yeah uh, gypsy underscore wonder underscore. Okay, perfect. I think I'm going to follow you on Instagram as well. So um, I can yeah. hyperlink and stuff. But I want to just thank you again for joining and being so raw and telling your story yeah. to our listeners and stuff. And yeah, thank you, you too. Thank you so much. No problem. So all of your details will be in the description of the podcast. Gypsy, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mummy Warriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website, www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next week.